coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And we are here this week. We're in the holiday season again. And Coming you know, to you live from a ski lodge. Oh, yes. A, a picturesque ski lodge um, that is much nicer than the shittier ski lodge that's <laughs> just up the street from us. Um, We're coming to you from a ski lodge that looks like a fucking shopping mall, not the ooh. weird little homesy, cute ski lodge a few miles down the road. Not the ski lodge whose entire budget each year is spent on Christmas decorations. Not the ski lodge who inexplicably has the most unrealistic baffling backdrops at all times every time it's dark outside i don't really know how that happens yes the ski lodge that manages to have the superior slopes to the uh the better more expensive ski it might have like the northern lights somewhere behind it sometimes (laughs) yeah somehow somehow they do yeah there's probably polar bears running. (laughs) somehow you do oh no okay (laughs) anyway we're here this week to talk about the Lindsay lohan skiing Christmas Don't call it a comeback. Rom-com, Hallmark Channel style Netflix movie, <laughs> Falling for Christmas. There's so many fucking descriptors for that movie. <laughs> we, need a, we need a lot of description in here before we get in, just so you know exactly um, where we're coming from. So this is, this is a Lindsay Lohan movie. I feel like we also need to call out that it's also a Cordover Street movie. Okay, a, yes. A person nobody has heard of since Glee. A Cordover um, Street joint. Yes. Um, um, Trouty Mouth. Um, some what? of you might know. <laughs> did you ever fucking watch Glee? No, I did not watch Glee. <laughs> well, you were you were missing out on a <laughs> pop culture phenomenon. Clearly. Uh, well, he was called Trouty Mouth on Glee. Somebody called him that. Um, it was like a whole thing. I don't really under, I don't really remember it that well because I sort of dropped off that that chain like that 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 show. But I do remember. Um, that that was they were making fun of him or something. So. Okay. Um, I, you can imagine just by looking at him probably what that was about. Um, <laughs> sorry, well, he's Gord. back anyway. That's what's <laughs> important here. He's back. So is Lindsay Lohan. Um, and yes, they're they're doing a Christmas rom com. It's all the rage these days. Um, and this is this is Lindsay Lohan's first role back in like. A long time. Okay, she did do that werewolf detective movie. We should um, Into the Shadows or whatever that was, where she was a detective who comes from a long line of werewolves. (laughs) A long line of werewolf detectives or just just werewolves? I think she was a detective and she comes from a long line of werewolves. I don't think they were all werewolves like before her or detectives before her. I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm also not sure if she is a werewolf. She just comes from a line of werewolves. Although one assumes that you don't put Lindsay Lohan in a movie like that and then not make her a werewolf. She obviously has to be the werewolf. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's called Among the Shadows. Among the Shadows 2019. It does say she has a supporting role. So maybe this is her first lead Okay. She got top billing. Like, but yeah. (laughs) And she's like the big face on the poster. But, you know. Well, I don't know. All I know is that this is being described as her, her comeback. Um, well, it's definitely her first big time comeback. Like the Among the Shadows was not publicized. Described on Wikipedia as her first role in a major production in over a decade, which is quite the shade for Among the Shadows. Um, 
Well, Among the Shadows was not a major production. Um, and in over a decade, it's also shade to the canyons, is it not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is slightly under a decade. Um, that was what I would have pegged as her last movie, like the big one. And of course, uh, you know, we've talked about the canyons on this podcast. That's sort of probably why we're doing this. I mean, <laughs> Go I, back. If I, had to, if I had to guess why we said we have to talk about the Lindsay Lohan movie, it's of course, of, the canyons. of course, because on, on the last, on the last episode that we covered Lindsay Lohan on the canyons episode, we talked about how her career had fallen off. And so we have to pick up where we left her off. Her career was in a canyon. Yeah. Now. Her career has fallen down the ski slopes, but is starting to climb back up on the lift. She's somehow Whoa. she's lost her memory and she's been carried up the ski slope again. Um, okay, you know what? Let's jump in right there. I actually right. want to jump straight the fuck in. Because okay, the plot of this it. movie is that Lindsay Lohan is like the Paris Hilton of this universe. Yes. She, she, but except for like from the beginning, she makes it clear that she wants to be known for more than just like being famous and having a name. Yeah, um, she's almost literally Paris Hilton. Like she is the daughter of a big hotel magnet who yes. is mostly known for being kind of a social media influencer up till now. But she's just gotten a job at her dad's company as what the, the director of atmosphere or something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But on, honestly, turns out she's like not bad at that. Yeah, um, no, she's we she's find out as the movie goes competent. on direct a name called director of atmosphere would probably be good for her. So um, she doesn't really, she thinks the job is just like a placeholder title to like give her something to do. Um, but I want to jump ahead past all of that. I want to like, right. so like she's this, ho like she doesn't want this really this job, but she goes skiing and basically the plot is she gets amnesia and she wakes up in the, the rival, not really a rival. Don't call it a rival ski lodge, but like they are competing sort of, and they're doing poorly, but this little ski lodge that's also at, around the same like ski the same mountain or something i don't fucking know the ski um, lodge around the corner yeah uh oh my god the shop around the corner um <laughs> f-o-x um <laughs> anyway she um is he she wakes up and she has amnesia and everybody is like really fucking chill about her having amnesia like it is like everybody's just like oh yeah she doesn't know who she is so maybe she could just like go stay with this strange man <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what like he doesn't know her at all he kidnaps her and like because she's like in a vulnerable <laughs> position stay with this strange man like also also she's the paris hilton of the universe and nobody recognizes right. her. that's my biggest like what's going on everybody's here. like oh what's your name i don't know if i call it a complaint because it's like it doesn't this movie, movie does not worse. merit having complaints but like <laughs> it's like you know you get what you pay for here right but at the same time it's like what's going on here come on <laughs> what's going on here it makes zero sense it like everybody's very chill about the amnesia they don't they're just like release her from the hospital there's no like oh and we'll check up on you in a few days i'm like she like could have serious internal damage. <laughs> yeah. She never goes back to the hospital for like she, a follow up. She fell down a mountain. I mean, I like, I want to not understate what she did. Like she fell, like, she all fell down the, way the whole down the fucking mountain, mountain. straight yeah. into a tree head first. Like she's definitely got some kind of brain damage. We can at least tell that she's got amnesia as a symptom. So she most certainly <laughs> should have some broken bones. So good for her for not we having should that. Probably be monitoring her, but yes. no, she's fine to just go work at this other ski lodge. Yeah, that's right? the other thing. So they're like, they're like, oh, do you want to stay here in the hospital or do you want to go with Trouty Mouth? And <laughs> 
Trouty Mouth ends up taking her home. And it's like, okay, this is like vaguely upsetting. I just want to be clear about this. But then they get there and Trouty Mouth makes her work at the fucking <laughs> hotel, like the fucking lodge. I'm like, this woman has been through something. I mean, something very serious. Okay, and so you're this- just like, okay. This part was so funny to me, though, because like so the plot is very clearly like a recycle of Overboard, which sure. is the uh, yeah, the, um, you know, the, the movie about uh, the the wealthy woman who gets washed overboard and has amnesia and the guy realizes it's it's an opportunity to uh, con her into thinking that she's his wife. And that she has to go like do work around the house and stuff like that. It's 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 an eighties movie. It's not yes. not the most pleasant of Didn't plots. They, they, wait, did they remake that? They did do a, a gender swapped remake of it with Anna Ferris. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. like two people saw one of which was me in the theaters. Um, <laughs> Who was the guy in that? Who was the? Oh, it's the oh, he's the guy from the Acapulco show. Right, I thought he was from something. Um, yeah, yeah, the the new uh, I think Apple Plus show Acapulco. He's he has it? a big role in that. Eugenio Derbez from Coda. From Coda, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, he's he's the uh, he's the music teacher. <laughs> yep, I forgot about that. okay yes (laughs) everything's coming around (laughs) yeah so so we're getting a little off track here but anyway the the basic plot of this is in that version of the story the person who doesn't have amnesia is aware of who the other person is but also was slighted by that person at some point and is doing this as a form of revenge yes yeah that's (laughs) the plot of in this one that's not happening so it like it makes sense in that version of the movie why it's like oh now you have to do all these chores like you do these every day what are you talking about but in this one it's like she's just this poor woman with amnesia he doesn't know who she is and even if he did he doesn't really have any reason to get revenge on her other than maybe like she's the daughter of the guy who owns the big fancy ski lodge and won't invest in his his, lodge his his business suffer but he doesn't he doesn't really have any motive there so but he's still just like making the the poor woman with brain damage like fold sheets and stuff and when she's clearly terrible at it well she becomes good at it let's be clear there's like a whole thing where she's like now she can make a bed and like (laughs) the the um the mother-in-law of cordover street is just like so proud and like what the fuck she made a bed she made a bed just, are, we, are we really like cooing over this the is bar it? is like on the ground can we all calm down um but yeah yes it makes no sense it's very funny though they're just like yeah why don't you uh do some work and i'm like this is um okay because they're like oh if you do some like things like normal things maybe it'll trigger some memories well those aren't her normal things clearly it's very clear that she's like never done any menial labor in her life which should be a clue like they should be like oh well she just has never cooked for herself or cleaned or folded I just can't believe like nobody recognizes her. She is a famous celebrity. She's a celebrity who's a major influencer. Literally all they'd have to do is like make a Facebook post or a tweet and be like, does anyone recognize this woman? And a million people would instantly respond. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like if Harris, right. if Paris Hilton got amnesia, you wouldn't be like, who is this? Like, they would be able to find out pretty quickly. Right. If I found Paris Hilton at the bottom of a mountain because she fell down skiing, I'd be like, that's fucking Paris Hilton. 
and we should do something about this. I wouldn't be like, come to my lodge and do some chores. Um, well, maybe actually if it was Paris Hilton, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Again, probably... if you knew who she actually, was, and I've then seen, you were like... I've seen a simple life, so I probably wouldn't have her do anything around my house. Um, I feel like maybe in some version of the script, they did go with that angle. And then they were like, that's a little too mean-spirited for like a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yes, I mean, so there's very clearly some angles down. they decided not to go with here. Like, the, like, competition between the smaller ski lodge and the bigger one was clearly, like, somewhat teased in the opening. And then they were like, eh, never mind. Yeah, because like- <laughs> also, like, so at the very beginning of the movie, like, uh, Trouty Mouth is going to... I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm saying it now. I don't even know what it means, but I'm saying it. Uh, he's going to present to, like, this the big real estate hotel magnet and uh like say like you you know like yeah you've got these big fancy ski lodges but there's a there's a whole other market out there for like a mid-tier lodge that uh, more normal people would go to and he's just he just like totally blows them off he's like yeah i'm not interested so goodbye and you you think like maybe that would be like a more contentious thing like the the big time guy would be trying to drive him out of business and he would be trying to get revenge for getting slighted in by like keeping his daughter captive or whatever. But we don't like, there's really none of that. There's no contentious relationship at the end of the movie. When the two of them get together, he's just like, Oh, that's great because he hated her previous fiance. So it seems like an improvement to him. And there's really no conflict there. I mean, we've talked about this before, how these Christmas movies really need to, minimize the conflict as much as possible (laughs) and this is another one where you can see very clearly where there could be some conflicts here but they very much toned them down or got it's just interesting because actually like the the nature of the conflict that they sort of tease and don't go with is the like the sort of conflict that's very prevalent in these christmas movies about like big corporations versus small towns. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that's like extremely standard fare for Christmas movies. These sorts of Christmas rom-coms. Like that's like bread and butter. There it's never like as like sharp-fanged enough to say like corporations are evil or anything like that. Well, sort of, but it's like the like the Republican version of it. Just like all oh, those big city corporate elites, those are evil. Yeah. Um but like it, you know, it's never I, apologies to everybody that I just offended by doing a country accent to represent <laughs> stupid Republicans. Um um but like you know, it that's like the bread and butter of those sorts of movies. So it's interesting that they were like, "Oh, we could do that." And they were like, mm, "Never mind." Um <laughs> and they sort of go with like a, a making fun of like influencer hollywood types instead like they don't they don't really go with like the the making like the the like corporate versus like small business tension they just go with like oh you know what let's make fun of some like a-lister types instead yeah Um, influencers and social media gurus yes um those those are the people being skewered here not as much the the big business and it's like a light skewering it's more like they like get acupuncture like um you know (laughs) Um, it's not, yeah, it should be clear that there's nothing particularly mean-spirited about this movie, so there's no real skewering at any point. It's just, like, we're going to make fun of, like, somebody who's an influencer. Um, in, the, like, the, the like, silliest, most obvious way possible. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. It's just interesting that they, like, clearly at some point somebody had those threads in mind and they decided not to go with them. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not mad. My favorite types of these movies are the ones that are like extremely low stakes. That's like 
I want like the stakes to be like non-existent. I you kind of got to be. I mean, sometimes the the movie goes with too high stakes, and it, it's weird. It feels strange and out of place. Yeah, we've all seen the Christmas shoes. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. See, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's too. It's too that. dark. Nobody wants Nicholas Sparks does Christmas. Um, We're watching these Christmas movies to feel light nothing. and happy. Not, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing. Maybe. Uh, not everything can be "It's a Wonderful Life" and gently walk that line between dark and happy. Um, yeah, "It's a Wonderful Life" is actually very dark. Um, but um, yeah. and, and we and, and this movie sort of references it as well when they have like that party to save the ski lodge and like oh everybody, yeah when everybody's bringing up the money yeah <laughs> everybody yeah. who stayed the whole time there is, like, I was, I was like yes! of money. I got a little teary eyed, but then I was like, oh, I'm just thinking of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, yeah, it's 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 very much a recreation of that scene. And the funny part is it doesn't really end up mattering because they're like, well, this still isn't enough to keep us going. It's just going to like stave off the inevitable. But then, then they they sell out. They sell out. They, yeah, but what, what ends up, what makes them sell out is because they go viral, basically. God, I uh, fucking hate For being it. involved in this crazy story. There was a t- <laughs> somebody made a TikTok. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, where was this was this like in colorado like where was this set i think this is definitely in colorado it was filmed in park city um and in utah i don't know well you know utah this had utah vibes it says on it says on wikipedia it was filmed in utah but i remember seeing at one point also park city mentioned so colorado utah you know that part of the country makes yeah of course um good old trouty mouth Trotty Mouth might not even be an American actor. He might be Canadian. Um, no offense to Trotty Mouth if he's actually American. Um, I, I, oh, he's American. Um, but, <laughs> he does have that Canadian vibe. He does, know? right? He does. Um, but um, yeah, so I don't know. This movie is just like, it was like, I, you know, it was kind of exactly what I wanted out of a Christmas rom-com. And unfortunately, Netflix, I hate because there's like such a formula for these at this point, And some places just really know how to nail it. Netflix is getting a good hang of it. Um, yeah that's true like because this was really exactly what i wanted what i wanted i got to see like a an a a former a-list star who's still sort of a-list but like of course is you know a-list for the wrong reasons and trying to recoup you know um do all of you know get to get to see her like rehabilitate her image and i'm happy for her because i think she deserves i think Lindsay lohan deserves that chance Um, oh yeah and she was quite good in this too i mean like i feel like the acting was probably the strongest point we should we should temper that we should say that she was quite good for the material that she's given it's not like the material is like (laughs) like she's not gonna have a moment where she makes you tear up she did not not. transcend the material but she you know she performed it very well and she she didn't do a bad job it wasn't the vibe um, Quite what's well. that movie um with um what god what's his name and what's her name i know that's really clear um <laughs> you know <laughs> is it um not melissa joan hart plot um, elements plot christmas elements. in handcuffs christmas in <laughs> <laughs> you know the one right with um, I, I am familiar what's the mario lopez mario lopez and what's the what's the what's the who's the woman in that who does kidnap him that's what it is she's like <laughs> kidnapping him um, oh god that that's ridiculous. holiday in handcuffs holiday in handcuffs yes of course it'll it's alliterative um has to be holiday in handcuffs and it's uh, it's um it is melissa joan hart. it is melissa joan hart okay <laughs> so um the acting in that if i remember correctly was not particularly great um but it's actually kind of a, it's kind of like overboard she's kid well no it's not because she's kid he knows who he is but she's kidnapped him and is like making him like 
We should honestly review that film. Um, she's like making him like <laughs> right, pretend to be. Let's go watch it now. Our, we'll make that the B side. Um, yeah, that's our live watch for um, an episode <laughs> one day. Um, she's like watching. There's, there's an actor in this movie called Timothy Bottoms. No, <laughs> that's a. <laughs> Call me by your name subtitle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, but um, the um, she she makes him like pretend to be her boyfriend or something um, for her family for the holidays. It's like really ridiculous. Um, and that like kicked off. Like I distinctly have remember having like a, I have such a strong memory of watching that with like friends long ago. Like. That movie came out what in yeah oh seven so it was at high school I watched yeah. that with friends and I remember being like what the fuck is going on and ever since then holiday movies have just been like we're just doing whatever the fuck um, <laughs> um, but that movie didn't have great acting this one actually had like acting that like met the material at least which was like good yeah yeah no I think it, I think it was quite good I thought you know Court Overstreet was good too um, George Young was pretty fun. He was like he was doing like the the comedic side of things for most of it. <laughs> He's uh he plays uh her like total airhead fiance who's like some influencer type guy. Yeah, we need to be um, really clear that George Young is not. We need to like specify that he's a he's a buzzed on movie or buzzed on yeah buzzed on movies um alum. He's a, he's a friend of the pod essentially. Yes. Yeah. Um. He was a star of Malignant. Yes. Um, Detective Kakoa Shaw from Kakoa Malignant, Shaw, which is just like knowing that his real name. Like I don't think I ever realized the actor's name before. Knowing that the real name is George Young and he played a character called Kakoa. <laughs> really is like icing on the cake it's like all right yeah that's um i don't that's know that name that name i don't know who who picked that name but that's great we picked really memorable names for this movie um he is ridiculous in this movie it is like not at all like his character in malignant not that i would expect anything <laughs> from malignant to carry over to this movie <laughs> um, that would be actually a do very fall, strange crossover should, but honestly amnesia plays a role in both movies sort of um that is but, true to a certain extent yes um memory is definitely important in both yes um very true um but they should honestly do falling (laughs) for christmas too and it just features gabriel (laughs) Lindsay lohan cracks her head on the tree and then (laughs) gabriel Gabriel comes comes out (laughs) uh yeah so um oh i didn't realize this aliana lohan is in this movie oh wait really yeah, Lindsay Lohan's sister, Aliana Lohan, yeah. is in this movie as Bianca. I don't know what character that was. Um, I have no idea who Bianca was. But it was very funny to me because there's a like there's a big emotional moment in this movie where they finally, you know, the two leads finally realize they like each other and like they don't, even though Lindsay Lohan knows who she is, like she's you know, she's still attached to this guy that she's met or whatever. And in this big emotional moment, very similar to the big emotional moment in a castle for Christmas, we just get like all this montage of flashbacks of stuff we've already seen. Uh, they really the did do that here. I like... <laughs> did the, in the exact same thing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and during that montage, a song plays on like, this has got to be like, an original song for this movie or something like this. And it turns out it's not an original song for this movie, but it is a song by Aliana Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
what what is this song without you by Aliana and I we, had we need damn it I was yeah. like what there's there's no way <laughs> I can't believe I still haven't listened to that since you announced that it was a was one of her songs I was like no fucking way okay well I'm sure it's going to become a fixation song now it absolutely I mean, will it's an um, original song from a movie you know you have speaking to of um speaking of a castle for Christmas recently a crossword puzzle clue was some land over landowners in Scotland and I was like oh fuck. Um, I can't remember what the answer ended up being. It's a layered, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is probably an answer I learned from a castle for Christmas. Uh, uh, Carrie Elwes. That's that's what it is, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, there there was a castle for Christmas reference in this. There was. There absolutely was. Every, every Netflix Christmas movie has to tie into the larger Netflix Christmas verse. Um, there's a scene where Lindsay Lohan goes to bed in the the crummier ski lodge and wakes up when the netflix sound plays which i think is so it's literally just the netflix sound and she wakes up and the screen of the tv is on netflix and it's showing a castle for christmas yes (laughs) much like how in in all the other in castle for christmas i can't remember which one they show in that one it might be christmas prince uh but all the other ones show a previous netflix christmas movie in the movie you're correct so yes yes it's which has disturbing implications for all this um well it's interesting because some of them exist in the same universe so um a christmas prince and yeah, yeah the prince and the and, christmas and the princess switch or whatever they exist in the same universe yeah because the prince shows up at at the uh at yeah the castle rose mcgyver is at something in one of the princess switch movies or something yeah right? but it's yeah. also a movie in that universe yeah it's like i i don't know it's like you know how tarantino has has the the movie movie universe and the realer than real yeah universe where there's like <laughs> there's the the regular real world universe that's all connected and then there's the movies they watch in that universe right. this one it's like it's both somehow <laughs> <laughs> they're they're both real and you can watch the movies about them it's like they're they're documentaries maybe in this world instead oh my god Help. you know um, like the avatar movie is it, at the avatar land at disney world at disney's animal kingdom um uh, by the oh way avatar the way of water coming to theaters december 16th that's a week from like this <laughs> week um so that's next week is what i'm, I'm trying to say <laughs> a week uh, from this week um yeah, are, are we excited? We're going to have to cover that. Um, we are excited. There's rave reviews coming out from the early critic screenings. Wow. Um, um, I'm thinking it's going to be a big one. What? You don't yeah. say. I I think I think this James Cameron. A James Cameron movie ja- being a James, blockbuster hit? This Whoa. James Cameron might have figured it out this time. He might be Whoa. making some money. Well, dude. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be good. You know, like for the people who like the thing, um, all I'm going to be thinking about is how I wish I were back at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So very true, very true. Yeah. the The Animal Kingdom land is quite awesome. Very cool. I'd still rather be at the Star Wars land, but that's a good one too. Um, the the Avatar one is also pretty cool. I still have not been to the Star Wars land. The Star Wars one is so fucking cool, so fucking cool. Everything is great so things. great. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, we need like a buzzed on movies like trip to Disney. Um, that's like the that's like the the goal, you know. We should do that. Yeah, 
and Disney needs to sponsor it though, so if they could like, get on that, <laughs> that would be great. I don't know you how know? much ass kissing we have to do to make that happen. <laughs> Disney, you know, we could you could get rid of our criticism forever. Get... We'll we'll never criticize the MCU again. <laughs> you just sponsor. Hey, this only episode. half of this podcast is hypercritical of the MCU, so I don't know that either of us could be described as hypercritical. You are sometimes really critical. Maybe not on pod. Maybe not. I on-pod. still watch most of the movies. That's true. You do still watch. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You're not one of those people who doesn't watch any of them. Yeah. We can reflexively hate on the interconnected movie structure all we want. We still end up watching most of these movies. Anyway, neither. Yeah, I mean, I I would say nothing bad about. I would fucking watch the Pirates movies for the rest of my life if if I had to for a free trip. Um, Oh, the Pirates movies are awesome. Yeah, but I'm sorry, Disney. Cover your ears. Um, Not my favorite. (laughs) Not my favorite. Uh, After the, uh, the first one. The first one, I mean, the first one is in its own sort of. Yeah, the category. first one I love. The rest I'm sort of iffy on. Um, yeah. And then like Britain Thwaites is in there, and I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> um, um, so. Anyway, uh, the point is Disney. You can you can get rid of uh, <laughs> passive aggressive remarks like this if you. You just can get rid of the the hate we spewed about the rise episode. of Skywalker. I'll tell you that. That's if you true. Wanna, if we, you will, hear... <laughs> we will delete the episode. <laughs> <laughs> one of our one of our most excoriating episodes yet. The two um, most the, the two most vociferously hateful <laughs> episodes we've done. One was a Star Wars episode, and one was a Fantastic Beasts episode. Yeah, that's Those true. Were just so like whoever two mean episode. All right. So also Warner Brothers, if you're listening, uh, whoever gets there first <laughs> will delete the episode. I have no qualms about selling out. But anyway. Yes, uh, this does hint at it in an interconnected universe. That was that was the main point I wanted to make, um, and yeah, it, it it's a thing that's that's becoming common now with the Netflix Christmas movies. Yeah, it's, but you know what uh, they really like, interesting vibe. need to do? They need to bring Vanessa Hudgens and Lindsay Lohan into one movie together. That would be oh, like two thousands kid like fever dream. Like that'd just be like I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't like I can't do this anymore. Well, they need to they need to remake. I mean, they need to make Night Before Christmas too, and bring Lindsay Lohan into that somehow. Yeah, she's already somehow. got a romantic partner. She can't fall for anybody. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but she doesn't have to be the same character. True, because yeah. you know Vanessa Hudgens is in multiple Netflix Christmas movies as well. So. We could we could have Oh my god, they oh, should do one and it has all three of the princesses from the princess switch, but also Vanessa Hudgens as just like the teacher <laughs> in The Night Before Christmas and Lindsay Lohan. Um, that would be great. Yeah. That'd be like it'd be fucking like it's like the Avengers. Yes, and then we, let's do the end game of the Netflix Christmas. And then you movie. also just bring Rose McIver in too as the princess of whatever she wherever she's doing. She always yeah, wears yeah. Converse. Um yeah, bring them all in. Bring them all in. You could even get Freddie Prince Jr. from that one that just came out. Um, I don't give a shit. Just bring them all in. Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, that would be great. I don't know what and the plot is. Like, they have to help Santa or something. I'm not sure. There's got to be some sort of showdown between Lindsay Lohan and they've got to do a musical uh, showdown. Like, they've got to sing. Vanessa yes. Hudgens and Lindsay Lohan. Vanessa would have Hudgens to do a versus number. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. That would be. Fantastic. And if they're really smart, they would get um, Rachel McAdams in, and she would just be <laughs> Regina George. <laughs> um, wow. Now, now we're really cooking. All right. I, I'm shooting for the stars here. I'm giving Netflix some ideas. Let's go. Let's go. Lacey Chabert, whatever, however you say her last name, she's a Christmas movie mainstay at this point. So she'd be easy, easy. You could get Gretchen Wieners in. Um, so let's do it. I'm here. 
Um, I don't know what I have to do with it all, but somehow I'm involved. Um, <laughs> I'll write it. This is all this is all uh, copyrighted IP, by the way. So yeah. if it, we came up with this. If it, if you want to do the interconnected universe, you gotta you gotta bring and us somehow on. bring in these characters from universes that aren't yours. Um, what you do is name them other things, but they're clearly like those characters. You know, it's just like come on. Um, anyway, yeah. moving on. This movie is happening. There's there's this film that we watched. It's called Falling for Christmas. Yes. Let's get back to that. Well, we did briefly touch on Jack Wagner's character. Why don't we get into him a little more? So the whole reason that this sets off is because he decides to propose to Lindsay Lohan on like the, <laughs> the top of this mountain in the middle of nowhere in this ski resort, which like <laughs> it's quite frankly very ridiculous that he did that. Yeah, um, it's like there's probably a lot of really picturesque, nice places that they could go around this resort. That also, to be clear, proposed. we didn't mean you said Jack Wagner's character. We did mean George Young's character. Um, right. Yes. Because Jack Wagner I'm, would be her father. So oh, that would be we, quite upset. That would be a very different movie indeed. You're right. Uh, that would because, be a horror movie. Because <laughs> because I because I clicked on the link that had no, his I, name, yeah, yeah. so I I visually move that out of my list of potential characters in this movie. All right. Yes. George Young, yes. AKA Tad Fairchild, AKA detective Kakoa Shaw. He is the fiance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like he, he's not a very outdoorsy kind of guy. That is very clear. No, he's not they, outdoorsy. The he... two of them like put on these really big, fancy, like high fashion outfits and stuff to go out. They're not prepared for the winter weather at all. They're not prepared for hardcore survivalism. But he okay, well, like, not planning on hardcore survival. Yeah, but but like he could have gone like twenty feet in any direction and found a nice picturesque place for this. But he went in the middle of nowhere in this forest. So that's what I'm saying. It's not even like proposal. a particularly like nice spot. And if he was going to propose, I got to say, he's the type of guy who likes everything to be documented. Why did he do it in this like isolated place on the top of a mountain? Yeah. I mean, I know like plot wise why he did it, but like from like a character perspective, it makes no sense. He's not the brightest character. We definitely know that. No, but um, he's not the brightest, but he still would have picked like a a public more public spot like somewhere where right. like people were he definitely he would have wanted to get more buzz he would have wanted an audience like that's like yes. what he, he loves that he wants to be like my 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 searches are up everyone's googling me type um <laughs> that's who he is um so yeah he's going to uh like after after he's proposed they're going to like take the selfie for for the gram so they can you know get some real solid traction on this post and they get kind of blown off the mountain and tumble down and they get separated and Lindsay Lohan gets amnesia. And at first I thought Tad had amnesia too, but he's just dumb. He's just stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like acting really dumb when he finally came to, he got rescued by like this, uh, this guy who's just, like lives in a cabin or is like some guy like, who's definitely like a like apocalypse truther. Like, yeah, like, he, <laughs> he's definitely like a QAnon type guy. Um, he's just out there in his little cabin on this desolate mountain. Um, 
and rescues him very much like the guy who rescues uh Michael Myers in Halloween five. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> or like um Halloween fucking ends with um, Yeah, like Halloween ends with yeah, Corey and Michael of that trope. <laughs> um but like when he wakes up in that cabin he's like acting so stupid he even does he does the joke from dumb and dumber where the guy has a newspaper up that says man lands on moon he's like oh, no way <laughs> <laughs> like they literally just took that joke directly from dumb and dumber <laughs> yes so his plot to this movie is just trying to get back to civilization and like i can't even believe that the movie follows him as much as it does like it doesn't actually need to be doing that like the movie could have not followed him at all i think he didn't even just... have to fall down the mountain and get stuck like... yeah no he could have just watched her fall down and then be like oh no and then run run off um I think part but, of it was to help give them like time, like to make yeah, it more I guess feasible. The fact, but, like, yeah. Right, right. The fact that he falls down gives a little more time for this plot to seem a little more feasible. Because if he got back and like reported her missing immediately, you know, the timeline would have been truncated. But because he's also trying to like find his way back through the wilderness, it's like this whole this whole thing. Yeah. So nobody knows right away that she's missing. Everybody back at the hotel just assumes that they've run off somewhere together because there was a note about them running off, but it was supposed to just be a brief sojourn on the mountain, you know, a three hour tour. And then they get completely lost. Um, but who yeah, plays the, the old man with him who, or who was the old man's name? Is it Ralph? Ralph is, is the old man. Yeah. Sean J. Dillingham. I just love that the character's name is Ralph. That's like the classic, like crazy old man who like harbinger of doom in horror movie. <laughs> name. I do. I do love that. Like the police, when they find like the car with the note on it after they've left is like, Oh, we've set out uh, to go for shelter. Please, please try to find us. And is they're like, Oh, Ralph, <laughs> <laughs> like clearly this is a guy they have to deal with a lot he's like he's like a poacher too like he's not supposed to be here and he's like fishing illegally or something right but um yeah just, he's like uh, ice fishing i don't like i'm like what the fuck are we doing i don't even know if you can ice fish in these states it's not like it's not like that but okay. he's like ice fishing on like the top of a mountain and like yeah. how yeah like, how is there also a lake here this right. doesn't make any sense um yeah so how, how does erosion work i wish someone <laughs> would explain to me um anyway it doesn't matter ralph is there um so kakoa shaw gets to stay with ralph um oh kakoa i love you know his character is like the worst like his, his, the, his character is objectively like a bad person um he doesn't care about people other than himself and he cares about fame and his image however i loved him mainly because it's kakoa shaw I was like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> also, he's like very attractive, so I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm I'm watching. I'm here. I'm, I'm <laughs> I guess that helps. Yes, I have I have eyeballs. Who who am I to oppose what my eyeballs are saying? Um, and even though he gets broken up with in the end, in favor of Cordova Street, yeah, he's he he doesn't take it too hard. She's like, Lindsay Lohan is like, uh, you know, you'll be fine by New Year's. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Can I can I post this on? on my socials for like maximum traction or whatever. Yes. Like, like I don't I even know what he does. Like, I think he that. is purely an influencer. Yeah. He doesn't even have like a claim to fame. Otherwise. Yeah. He's like she, like, she is like, she's like internet famous, but also like uh, an heiress. And he is just literally like an Instagram type guy. Yeah. Like that, that's all he does. Like a, a, a Jake, a Logan Paul, Jake Paul 
Um, like, like he's just like a social media guy. That's all. Yeah. He, has. he has nothing yeah. else. Um, you know, so he's got to, he's got to post to the gram. Got to get those views, make those reels. Um, I don't know what else you do when you're Instagram famous because Instagram famous people scare me, but like he's doing it. Um, yeah, but he does, he does find a new, uh, attraction at the in end. The, in the form of Lindsay Lohan's personal assistant, who's a man, um, which is interesting. Why, first of all, he's going to date the personal assistant of his ex fiance, <laughs> essentially. Well, I mean, well, he's not like he's, he's temporarily her personal assistant. He just worked. He actually works for the hotel, but he's been assigned to be her assistant. Right. For the week Some, yeah, okay. Okay. You've seen him more recently. So yeah, you would remember those <laughs> finer details. I just remember him always running around, like trying to like do stuff for her. Um, right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so but, that makes more sense. At least it's it, not like her direct personal assistant. But it is funny because they've had like very little chemistry to this point. Most of it has just been him like ordering the assistant guy around, being like, "Come on, get my coat," like whatever. And then he's at the end, like after he's been broken up with, he's like, "Are you doing anything for New Year's?" Right. <laughs> and they just end up together. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, first of all, he's doing it for like views and clicks. What's he gonna do? Post like. I broke, I was broken up with, but now I found true love in the form of a hotel worker. Um, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with finding. Maybe there's an angle there. Maybe there's an angle. There's definitely an angle into, into the being bisexual for clout, I guess. Um, (laughs) That's true. um, But you know what? I'm here for Kokoa Shaw bisexual. Um, I think that is a plot they should bring into Malignant too. Um, (laughs) So. um, They could, they could. Uh, yeah, and, and we and we could get a sequel to this movie too. That's just all about Tad's finding romance. Yeah, will it be called? I I hope he gets um um uh, amnesia. <laughs> could you imagine him with amnesia? But Tad plus amnesia might be too much. He just like he needs all the help he can get already. <laughs> he really does. He he can't bear to forget anything. Which brings me to like an interesting, you know, a thing that I think about anytime these movies are like centered around amnesia. Like the things that they choose for people to forget are always very, very funny. And the things that they allow them to remember, I'm like, okay. So like you can remember some like very basic just like what like food items are, but you can't remember like your name. I know amnesia sometimes works that way, but it is very convenient in these movies that they don't have to teach them some like very fundamental facts of life. Yeah, sometimes amnesia works such that it, it's very oh, disruptive. It usually <laughs> works like that in movies. It almost never works like that in real life. Right. Usually, <laughs> usually what you remember are like the earlier memories of your life, which would include like your name and stuff like that. That there have been people who forgot who they are. And like of course, who, are, yeah. who are completely like who have spent years trying to find out who they are and like sending like doing campaigns all over the country trying to like see if anybody knows who they God, are. You know how fu- man, how fucking sad it would be to do like an all over the country campaign to find out who you are and nobody can tell you because you just didn't have enough friends. Yeah, um, no, that's sad. But but in this case, Lindsay Lohan. Again, all it would take was like one post to Instagram and people would be like, oh yeah, that's, right, and she's sure- that's Sienna, yeah. Sierra. It shouldn't have taken even that. There were like, like there were like young 20 something. There was like a 20 something couple in the, in the lodge with them the whole time. Neither of them recognized her. Like she was know. at like a big party full of people. Like yeah. somebody should have known. Like I'm thinking like my parents would recognize Paris Hilton. Okay, remember the bar I said is what my parents, what my mom would know. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, my mom yeah. would be like, "Yeah, that's Paris Hilton." So you know, I think I think that 
my pawpaw would definitely be like that's Paris Hilton. That is the comparison here. Like, how long do you think Paris Hilton could go not being identified if she had amnesia? Well, it depends and on where she is. If she's in a place where there is a heavy gay population, it, she'll be recognized within 30 seconds. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. um, um, if it's a place without that, then she'll be recognized within fucking five minutes. So, like, the difference isn't that big. But, you know. Um, <laughs> Paris Hilton yeah. would be recognized very quickly. I mean, come on, Paris Hilton. Maybe not as quickly as she would have been if it were like 2009, but like still pretty quickly. Still very recognizable to this day. Yes, Definitely. very, very recognizable because she also looks exactly the same, which is mildly alarming. Um, <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's what being rich will do for you. That's what happens when you take Zydrate. <laughs> and Zydrace comes in a little glass vial. A little glass vial? A little glass vial. <laughs> um You're right. You're so right. Um Yeah. So, so true, Bestie. So true, um, Bestie. <laughs> uh one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that Cord Overstreet, aka Jake Russell, aka Trotty Mouth. AKA Trotty Mouth. Um he is a widower. In this yes. movie, they always uh, are. Somebody's always like got some like really tragic backstory. Yeah, he's he's got a daughter and his mother in law living with him at the uh, at the lodge, and <laughs> it's it's just it's very funny how they're all like, you know, you remind me so much of my daughter. Like you're just like my mom. And so they're very quick to be like, oh, you fill in right for. <laughs> this person who died and we get very little sense of what she was actually like. Um, but we know she just was obviously a good woman. You know, she's like, she's like, um, what's her name from touched by an angel or something. Like she's just like the most perfect human who's ever existed. Of course. Um, Yes. She's the dead mom. So she is flawless and an angel. Uh, but also, yeah, exactly like Lindsay Lohan, apparently, who is like a spoiled heiress, except she doesn't remember who she is. Also, yeah, I'll, like also, she obviously wasn't anything like Lindsay Lohan, just like based on her mom. So, like, I, I gotta say, like, just like nothing about her should remind. Anyway, um, like she didn't come from like fucking like working class background or anything what are you talking about she reminds you of her Lindsay lohan can't make a bed Lindsay lohan <laughs> very confusing very has no personality in this movie after she gets amnesia um not a bad thing she just doesn't have one i also wouldn't have a personality if i didn't know who i was i think i think that's probably a, a valid assessment yeah um, yeah that's true a, a lot of a lot of who we are and like the personality that we put out there is based on our memories of mm-hmm. and like our past are, our like self-image our, yeah. our experiences so you know if i didn't have those i probably wouldn't have a personality either but she doesn't really have a personality so if you're like oh you're just like you know it's Anyway, it would be upsetting if somebody told me I was exactly like Lindsay Lohan in this movie. I'd be like, oh, God, that's too bad for me. Um, <laughs> um, I can't make a bed and I don't like I don't know. Like, I have nothing just like no no feelings other than I wish I knew who I was, um, which you could find out if you posted on the Internet with a selfie. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's 2022. Uh, Lindsay, we got to do better than this. Um, but she Definitely. doesn't. Definitely. But Lindsay is swayed by the daughter who just wants to keep her around and be, there's always like the precocious daughter, like, and it's always a fucking daughter. It is like literally always a little girl, like the precocious little girl who's like, 
no, but you've got to stay. Daddy loves you. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. We just all yeah. need to like calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This definitely had had some vibes of like um, whatever the the baking one was, where it's like oh, the, uh, that's um, it, no, you're thinking of the princess switch, where um, yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well, like the the guy who's the baker has the daughter who's like trying to push him to get out there, and he's yes. like, oh, I don't know, you know, yes. I'm so busy yes. with all this other stuff that I'm doing. I love that. Like they, they, they talk a lot about here about, Oh, you know, Jake does so much for the lodge and for his family. It's like, he really needs more time for himself, but it doesn't really seem like he actually does that much. Yeah. I like when he spends like hours, like cooking for like three people, like his, his, (laughs) the, the, the girl he kidnapped his mother-in-law and his daughter. Um, yeah. he's, he's just it's, cooking for them instead of doing anything else. And it's also it seems like, like he could be doing a lot more considering his business is failing. Right. Right. Um, also, I love the scene when Lindsay Lohan's like, I'll cook breakfast. And she like clearly doesn't fucking know how to cook. And like, why did you <laughs> offer? Like your brain had to have been like, I don't know how to do this. Like you I had, think she, like, she thought she could, but then like realized immediately she couldn't. But my favorite part of that scene is that she's like flipping pancakes and she immediately throws a pancake directly onto the burner. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're, they're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's try again. But not, they're not like, holy shit, get the pancake off the burner. Right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set on fire and like spread all over the counter. Right. <laughs> they don't do anything about the pancake on the burner. Not. Also, uh, it's like in like an open, like I love that it's like this like kitchen in this open customer area and they're just like cooking. And I'm like, what fucking lodge has the <laughs> open flame stoves available to customers? Yeah. That is a nightmare waiting to happen. <laughs> they can just sit right there next to the open flame. Yeah. If it, even if it were just an electric stove, it'd be d- better than whatever the fuck they were doing at this lodge. Like you're going to get sued because somebody's going to burn themselves and be like, they shouldn't have open flame stoves. <laughs> um, so yeah, no bad, bad. Or you're going to burn the whole lodge down. I don't know. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea. Maybe, I don't maybe even think that's the idea. Burn it down for the insurance. Well, he does right? express that he wants Saw to maybe quit five. at one point. Um, oh my God. Not <laughs> falling for Christmas too. Saw five. Saw five. Um, um, yeah, they, they do. He does express at one point that he's maybe like, maybe I, I'm done doing this. Maybe it's not for me anymore. I'm like, all right, trouty mouth. We all know you're not getting rid of the ski lodge. Um, it's, it's your life. This is who you are. The lodge has been in his family, so it makes sense. That but he's... hasn't it been in his dead wife's family? Isn't that what it was? It was that it was hers I... and he. And yeah, her yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. So it's like he's he feels this duty to it. Yeah. Um, But like that must be conflicting because it's also like you don't have like this like you didn't grow up thinking about it the same way. Um, Like it like she would have like grown up with the lodge in her life. He it's been like an adulthood thing for him. Um, So he must feel conflicted get that 100 percent um like i can't imagine being like well and now you have to just like take care of a whole ski lodge for the rest of your life i'd be like are you fucking kidding me um so you know that's a lot i'll give him that um yeah but i do like that everybody's like oh he does so much and he loves this and then he's like maybe i'll give it up um <laughs> i'm like all right yeah sure um all right trotty mouth 
Um, also, meanwhile, all of this is happening, and there's like a maybe, maybe not Santa Claus running around. Like, yes, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we definitely, I, I definitely wanted to touch on that because as as with the Christmas Prince and like all of these movies, they have to go to a Christmas market at some point. Um, and they- okay, the Christmas market is very important. The Christmas market is my favorite thing about New York City Christmases. I love going to the markets. I don't even have to buy anything. I just walk around and I'm like, I'm in a fucking Hallmark movie. And um, I hope that I'll meet a prince who will take me home and I'll become the ruler of some small country. Um, (laughs) A thing I definitely do not want in any way, shape or form. But I would be arm candy for the ruler of a small country. So. (laughs) that that's the dream right there that's the dream um but yeah the the, uh the christmas market is always where the magic happens in these movies um where the magic of christmas takes hold uh in this one they run into a a a santa claus looking guy but like a very half-assed santa claus looking guy like he just has like kind of a white beard he doesn't have like a long one (laughs) he's just an old guy with white hair and a beard Oh, yeah. To be clear, he's not somebody who makes everybody like if you see him in movie, like if you're a character in the movie, you're not going to be like, oh, that's supposed to be Santa. But like as we're watching him, there's like nods that he's like somehow magical or something. So we're like, oh, it must be Santa. He's um, definitely got some sort of magical edge. Um, he he happens to show up at the most important times. Yeah, like, but it's he- unclear what he does. Like it's unclear that his magic has a, a like plays a role in any of well this. like later in the movie he's his stall has randomly moved to out front of the nicer ski lodge and he directs jake where to go to find oh, he also Sierra. does give give them a, a sleigh so i will say that he gives them a, yeah. a horse uh, a one horse open sleigh um to replace the the crappy sleigh that they have at the lodge already I, okay actually only- that's actually one of my favorite moments is when like, they're like, we have to go after her and they, they go outside and there's a sleigh there. And he's like, did you do this to his daughter? Who's like six years old. No, <laughs> yes. I got the sleigh. the sleigh there. He's like, where did this come from? I'm like, well, I, I don't know, but it definitely wasn't your child daughter who purchased this. I will tell you that right now. And I'll also tell you, it probably wasn't the girl who didn't know who she was when you took her to the market with the sleigh because she didn't have fucking money like (laughs) true um, yeah um yeah but i do i do that's like his main plot role is to give them a sleigh so then we get to see a scene of them like riding the sleigh through the mountains it's actually kind of like um (laughs) why do i think of dr sleep um (laughs) (laughs) they're heading to the overlook (laughs) i like i i just I was watching. I'm like, there's surely there must be a faster way. Like somebody has like a four wheel drive here. Yeah. Well. Uh, well. Okay. Let's touch on that. You're telling me that nobody in color Utah, Utahrado, whatever, has a fucking four wheel drive. You're telling me that? Is that what you're telling me? Because that's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. That is so false. I've been to Colorado. Everyone there has four wheel drive. What of course. are you talking about? You need it, like, especially <laughs> if you're operating a ski lodge. Exactly. Well, didn't isn't like there's is there like a snowmobile that's broken? Am I making that up? There might be like a vehicle that's broken. I don't know. There may be, but I, there must I be a backup remember. too, like that. Because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, the vehicle that's broken is like specifically for snow. You can't tell me that Trouty Mouth doesn't have a four wheel drive car. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Like a just a personal vehicle. Um, because this is also the type of like it's not like he doesn't have a, a personal vehicle. 
you don't live in this this part of the world and like you have to like yeah there's no yeah. public transportation you're not taking um, the subway over yeah. to, um, to the christmas so, town to christmas town oh my god if i could take the subway to christmas town holy shit christmas um, town i know i would get out and do that literally every time literally every time sometimes i do that because i get off at 14th street union square and i walk up directly into the holiday market because one of the exits from the stop is literally in the middle of the market um that's so you come up and you're just in the holiday market so sometimes i come up and i'm like oh my god i'm in christmas town um same if you go to columbus circle because one of them is at columbus circle um anyway off track um yeah they have to take the sleigh there which cannot be the best way it's also like is it actively snowing i feel like it was just like it had snowed it wasn't actively like a blizzard anymore um so i'm like you like probably could drive like like it was an average amount of snow for this part of the world world. um i mean i'll give them that it's probably like winding roads i don't know that a sleigh is particularly safer on those winding roads i'm not really sure I think a horse uh, is probably also unpredictable on those roads. I have some oh. doubts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doubt dot meme. Um, <laughs> so I, lots of questions, but it's all for the Christmas vibes. Right. And also because a Netflix Christmas rom-com is not complete without some sort of like wild, like car or other vehicle chase through winter snow like there's like they all have to do this at this point you like, gotta you gotta chase down the girl even though like there's really ideally no... it's to an airport but in this case it's not so there's really no like rush here like i think she was going to leave at some point okay the rush but... is christmas um the other yeah there's really no rush because also like she is employed by those hotels ostensibly so she'll be back like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's not like he's it's gonna be hard for him to find her because if i if i had honestly if i had to to guess she's like traumatized the moment she realizes who she is she's like oh fuck so like like, what has been going on this whole time so she probably actually could use a little space trotty mouth yeah like it's it's not the best time to be trying to figure out if you're in love with someone after you've just recovered your memories and spent like three days with them like yeah. I, they've spent like three days together and they're like, Oh, are we in love? Maybe who's to say, um, also her dad, like immediately gives his blessing anyway. Um, <laughs> well, he, he, I think he's, he's glad to see somebody other than Tad, uh, involved with her. I don't blame him for that. Tad is not a particularly appealing romantic partner. Yeah. Um, Tad tries to, tries to reveal their, uh, engagement during the press conference that they give after she's found. And she, it's just kind of like, haha, yeah, yeah, and then ends it like right afterwards, which is very deeply awkward. Also, they like find her and she gives a press conference like within the day. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. what, like it's like is the she... night of the party, and the next day she gives a press conference, and I'm like, I, I really think nobody is taking into consideration this woman's <laughs> mental health. I think we she all definitely that. needs some time to herself to just process everything that's happened because it's been a lot, right? All of it, right. She was kidnapped by Trouty Mouth and had to do chores. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking Kathy Bates. Like, come on. The misery is the reference there. Sorry, I realized that I used of the course, of course. name, not the uh, the character. Um, of course, yes. Yeah. Like, she, come on. We've got to, somebody let her, like, lay in a bed and sleep for a little bit. A bed that she didn't have to make. Um, 
even though I'm generally pro people having to make their own bed, you know, like she was also very rich and she deserved to have to do some chores here and there. That's okay. But she took to them fine. And she's going to go back to the little homely lodge and do more chores, I think. So I don't know. I don't really know what she's going to do with her life. I'm ready for falling for Christmas too, where we find out what the, the, the consequences of all of this are. I gotta say. Well, I feel like everything's going to be pretty good. Like we know that the dad ends up investing in the lodge after he's seen how good it can be and how good the owner was. I love that daughter looking after her. I love that like a key theme of this movie was that like, yes, the small, the small business needs to be saved by the corporation. (laughs) Of course. Yes. We need the, the beneficent large corporations. That's so Netflix. Like, of course, Netflix had to plug that. Um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're sewing propaganda already. <laughs> I mean, of course, everything's gonna be fine. I just want to see like Lindsay Lohan's life, like after this. Like, what does she do next? What is what is her character about? Um, I really want to know. I have so many questions um, because her character was hard to pin down even in the opening, and then. Then she didn't have like a real personality for much of this runtime. And then she remembered who she was. And it's got to be like, what the fuck is going on? Um, Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's like she doesn't get much time early on to have a personality. And it's like, usually you'd expect um, like when it's like, oh, she's a spoiled rich girl, but it's not like she's, she's not like a jerk. She's just, you know, kind of used to having people look after things for her. Yeah, I mean, she has some moments where it's, like, clearly kind of negative. Like, there's that, like, scene where she's trying to go. She's like, I am not spoiled. And it's like, well, you fucking are. I mean, yeah, you're spoiled. Um, But, like, she also has moments where she's like, I don't want people to think of me just for, like, my name. I want people to know who I am. Like, like, they're clearly sowing the seeds of, like, she's somebody who's, like, thoughtful. She's not just, like rich for richness sake she like you know she inherited this yes but she wants to do more um she's not content to just sit back on her riches and also she's like at least somewhat uncomfortable with tad's zeal for social media she's very uncomfortable she's very clearly doing it for some sort of pr but like doesn't totally isn't totally into it um yeah you know yeah agreed agreed but, like, they don't really flesh that out very much because they don't... Sp- I mean, the movie's, like, what, 90 minutes? Like, it's not like they spend a yeah. lot of time on it. Um, so, you know, then suddenly we're in the in the little small ski lodge with Trotty Mouth, and, like, she doesn't really have any of that stuff anymore, and she just doesn't really know who she is, and, like, Lindsay Lohan is doing a perfectly good job, but there's not a lot of, like, real character development happening because the biggest character moments for her are, like, I don't know who I am, and it's like, well, of course you don't. So that makes sense. And that's not really development because you just don't know who you are. Like, like, yeah, the best development she has is like bonding with the daughter. Right. And like, apparently she also lost her mother at an early age, which somehow she remembers, but like nothing else. Oh yeah. That, that did happen. She's able to bond with the daughter that way. So that's a little bit of characterization we get. And, and you know, that, that helps make her like a more sympathetic person. But yeah, like we we don't because of the whole amnesia thing. There is this sort of cloud over everything where it's like, well, we don't really know what her character is like because she doesn't remember who she is. So how are we supposed to know who she is? Right, we have no idea. How are we supposed to like react to any of her stuff? But you know, she's doing her best. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, again, I do think Lindsay Lohan is doing perfectly fine. It's just like, it's not exactly the most, um, 
engaging character arc, you know, by, by nature of what her character arc is. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a little difficult. Um, and then all I of thought, a sudden it's all over. So, yeah, I thought the acting performances were just what they needed to be. Um, but yeah, they, they, there yeah, are, they there are good. some gaps in the characterization there. Yeah. I mean, again, complaining about like the writing and characterization of a movie, like falling for Christmas on Netflix is kind of like, missing the point but like <laughs> right we are a movie podcast so right we'll say we, we, we got we got to look at it at least so but but let, let's let's look at the movie on its own terms as well you know what is it what does it accomplish that you would expect a movie like this to accomplish? it's a warm well, fuzzy feeling it's like a, yeah. oh you know like you can find true love at christmas and also people from like very different walks of life can find common ground and can, you know fall in love and be happy and these two people who are ostensibly at odds business wise can you know put that aside and help one another somehow i don't know one of them bails the other out essentially but whatever um yeah well it's got that kind of it's a wonderful life vibe of like you can have an importance in your community even if you don't see it on the surface and even if it doesn't reward you monetarily like you could still be doing something important that's nice um we get to see you know, Jake struggling with uh, both keeping the business together and keeping his family together in the wake of the loss of his wife. Right. And sort of dealing with that. And and that's nice. You know, he, he, he grows as a character a bit. He gets to find love again. And that's fun. That's exciting. That's gives you a warm feeling. It's very yeah. Christmassy, you know, it's extremely it's, Christmassy. It's all of the it's, snow. It's got a Christmas party. It's got a party, snowmobiles. There's a there's a pseudo Santa type figure, as there always is. Egg Santa, with but he's in a Christmas market at one point, so that's super Christmassy. Yeah. Um, we get a Christmas market scene. We've got snow globes. We've got a horse drawn sleigh. We do have a horse drawn sleigh. Um, yeah, it's it all comes together. You know, it's all extremely Christmassy, and that's a good thing. You know, it, at this time of year, I do want to watch things that are super Christmassy, so that's kind of nice. You know, um, yeah, won't complain about that. Um, you get to see some pretty nighttime skies that definitely don't exist in Uterado, Um <laughs> but that's okay. That's I'm fine with it. I'm not here for truth or realism. Um, yeah, the movie looks good overall. Like, there's lots of nice ski lodge scenes, lots of nice mountain scenes and snow scenes, and just everything visually looks quite pleasing. This is true. It's extremely pleasing visually. Yeah, you know, I mean, you've, overall, you've got the red and green themes everywhere. It feels like that sort of Hallmark style Christmas movie, and the way that it looks, the sort of vibe it's going for. <clears throat> Yeah, plus Lindsay Lohan is here. Let's not forget that Lindsay Lohan is here. Yeah. She's so important um, in oh, terms yeah. of the vibes of the movie. Um, she's definitely the big selling point for this movie. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, she does a great job with a character that, you know, isn't always the best developed character, but she she makes a sympathetic character. You know, you want to root for the rich girl, and that's hard to do sometimes. May- but in this well, movie, maybe, it maybe it's very important that it's Lindsay Lohan specifically. Um in that case. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Lindsay Lohan kind of can pull off making you want to root for the rich girl. She probably has some experience trying to make people root for the rich girl. Um, you know, 
she, she if anyone can do it and anyone can be a, a rich girl who's lost her way and lost who she is probably Lindsay lohan so uh um, yep. you know she she pulls it off uh, i think she does well and it's just good to see her back and i hope she does some more movies that she wants to do even if that's more of these silly hallmark style christmas movies or not um you know she could avoid doing more the canyons type movies so she could probably stay away from those um although i'd watch them but you know maybe not you know i think that was like a, a publicity stunt this was like maybe she actually just wants to do like a, a cute little movie so yeah um yeah so that's kind of nice that's how it felt anyway like this felt like she wanted to do you know just a little movie um and you know the canyons was like the last movie we all saw her and then it was like a obviously a pr we all like, saw the canyons yeah course. and also but like the canyons was obviously like a stunt to be like i'm working with james dean the poor yeah actor. yeah you know like like we're making a, a kind of a dirty movie it's meant to be edgy, edgy and stuff yeah. yeah this like felt like she's just like of course christmas rom-coms are also extremely trendy in a way they weren't like even five years ago now like it, like even yeah, like yeah. big film snobs will like admit to watching them at christmas time um you know like everybody watches these now so like it's like you know it, it of course times are just different and so there is some of course um consideration for trendiness and you know all of that at the same time but at the same you know it does feel like a very different decision making than choosing to do the canyons so good for her right um, well yeah I, f- I feel like these christmas movies are you know they've always been a thing well not always but you know at least they've for always decades. been at least a thing they're just definitely and, bigger now they're but just- but now yeah like recently it's like they're like oh well this is kind of its own genre and we can do things in there that maybe you know push the envelope a little sometimes yes. while still coming back to the same safe form what i will uh, say is this one didn't push the envelope the way not really no the vanessa hudgens ones kind of do like all of the the like the the night before christmas and the princess switch ones kind of do they this do just not. just by by nature of having just like a really crazy fantasy based plot yeah completely uh, as opposed to like just the traditional like small town big businesswoman in the small town type story those this, ones this, this one was lean more of a heavily tra- into the fantasy element. Yeah. This one was more of a traditional plot mixed with some like soap opera amnesia plot. Um, yeah, that's all yeah. it really was. Um, and like it's that's not fine. that out there for a yeah. Christmas t- rom com type no, movie. No. My favorite ones are the ones that are, but this you know this was still enjoyable. Um, but I would have loved to see Lindsay Lohan getting to do one of the like the nuttier ones. Um, you know. But I guess they well, saved those for Vanessa Hudgens right now. So hopefully, you know, if, if this one is a big hit, which I think it will be, um, that she gets to make more of these kind of Christmas movies, and we get an even crazier one. Like I said, we're still waiting for that <laughs> shared universe to take off. It's we really happen. need a night before Christmas too. So that that is that what I'm pulling for above all else, yeah. because they heavily hint at the possibility of a sequel at the end of that one, and it seems like a no brainer to do a follow-up for that one yeah that movie was begging for it man i need to rewatch that this season that movie is just great that that i think i think i definitely will like i i I, you know i always end up being at least fairly critical of these films but at the end of the day they're fun and i mean i put them on and i I do other stuff while i'm watching them and it's fine like i thought this one was pretty fun i definitely thought like like nightmare not nightmare (laughs) Night Night Before Christmas is my high watermark for the uh for the Christmas rom com movies, but still, you know, I, I've I've been liking all the ones that we were reviewing. Right. Yeah, they're all enjoyable. Although I do like 
like some of the ones that it's like um, a Christmas Prince or a Prince for Christmas or whatever it's called with Rose McIver, where it's like suddenly there's like centuries old political geopolitical like <laughs> shit happening. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Um, you We're know, suddenly I, doing thermonuclear war. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like I oh, do God, like those no. ones too. Like that, like one of those isn't, isn't it the a Prince, a Prince for Christmas where she has to like meet like a journalist in a CD bar to get information. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? They like, turned it into the spy who came out from the cold. All yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have to get across the border. Like, oh no. Uh, it's so weird though. So weird. Um, but I, you know, I like when they get that weird and this one didn't do that, but that's okay. It doesn't always have to. Um, and I did still find it very enjoyable. Um, Good for them. Good for Lindsay Lohan. Good for Trouty Mouth. Um, I'll call him Court Overstreet. Good for Court Overstreet. Um, I, you know, I'd love to see both of them have like a minor resurgence at least. Lindsay Lohan deserves a full resurgence. She should Absolutely. get. She should get a yeah. chance to like redo. She should get to do whatever she wants to do right now. Um, um, she's the the spokesperson for Pepsi, I guess. So, um, huh? we should call out that the Pilk ads are airing at the exact same time that this movie is big. Um, <laughs> Pilk is Pilk is sweeping the nation. Um, oh God! The Pilk Pepsi ad is milk. one of my favorite ads that I've probably what? ever seen. Um, it is so funny. It's just like you've seen it, right? You've seen the Pilk ad. I don't. I've heard everyone talking about it. I don't think I've seen. Okay, it I'm gonna so. have to fucking send you the Pilk ad as soon as we hang up, and right. it, it should be like posted in the show notes. Um, <laughs> look, we, we will do that. Yes. The Pilk ad is like Lindsay Lohan and like a little Christmas outfit. And she's like in front of a Christmas tree and she pours Pepsi into a glass and she's like, nice. And then she pours milk into the Pepsi and she goes, naughty. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> naughty. I'm like, why is it naughty? It's milk. And then she like takes a sip and she says something. She's like, it's Pepsi and milk. Pilk. And I'm like, no. We can't just do this. We can't just like God. make things up. Well, I've I've seen people talking about Pilk online before. So it's not this is not unheard of. But oh, I've I've never seen Pepsi actually acknowledge it before. That is strange. Pepsi is doing it. It is an ad. <laughs> it is airing on televisions and it is a promoted tweet with the ad on Twitter sometimes. I that will is absolutely wild. send it to you. And it is Lindsay Lohan who is the Pilk the Pilk lady right now. <laughs> She's the Pilk MILF. It's like not even the Pilk MILF. She's not a MILF. She's not a, the M is lacking. She's not the M. As She's far as old enough to be. Okay, true. Uh, she's like our age, isn't she? Like she's not that yeah. much older than her. Uh, People our age are old enough to be milfs. All right, but they're not like my. Okay, you're right. But when I think of like milfs, I think of people who are old enough to be my mother. Like okay, I, don't, yes. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's true. That that's the shifting w window of milfdom, though. By, by the shifting more... window of milfdom, you you heard of the Overton window? So now get ready for. You know, at a certain point, you have to upgrade to gilfs. You have to just. You have to throw in the towel and admit that you're getting older. Okay. And it's gilf. It's gilf time. That's the well, only way you I can know get the same true. feelings. I know that's true. I've seen. I've seen Aunt May in the new Spider-Man movies. Come on. <laughs> okay, Come on. but that that is that is the problem though. Yeah. Aunt May in the new Spider-Man movies. They made her too sexy. Way they too sexy. It's like ridiculous. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Um, that like that defies the nature of gilfdom. And um, I guess we've wrapped up on <laughs> falling for Christmas. Um, I I recommend it. You know, if you got a Netflix subscription, it's really fun. I've, yeah, I feel like you should check it out. You know, if you like these kind of Christmassy rom com movies, it's it's a great example of one of those. Um, I I think you'll have a great time. Or we wrap up just talking about some other stuff we've been watching recently. But before we do that, we completely forgot to talk about what we're drinking this evening. Yes, we did. Um, so I get on that. Yeah, I started, although I've moved on already. Um, I had a hot chocolate. I was like, I'm at a ski lodge in the winter. I'm going to have a hot chocolate. It had peppermint nice. schnapps and bourbon in it. Um, it was very nice. Um, unfortunately, I finished it. And then I just moved on to it like a cider, like a... a a normal hard cider, not like a, a hot cider or anything. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about doing something super festive, but I already did the eggnog last week. <laughs> so I just ended up going with the Sam Adams winter lager. Nice. I um, actually really like their winter lager, though. Kind it's of a good. shortcut, but, you know, it's nice. It's wintry. Yeah. It's, I like it's it. A good I think beer. it's good. It's, um, it's an easy drinking winter beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some some winter beers can be a bit heavy, but uh, the winter lager is nice. Uh, good, uh, Hardywood gingerbread. Oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, but that'll knock you on your ass. A mad elf, you know, gotta get oh, the mad I elf love, every year. I got it. Yeah, yeah, every year with the mad elf. That's a good one. But that's also gonna be like, oh, I've had two of those, and now I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, really looking forward to going to Wegmans when I get home for the holidays and getting a mad elf. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, just to close us out this evening, we'll we'll touch briefly on other stuff we've been seeing. Um, I saw uh, Violent Night. Woo! I really want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like if you if you've got a stomach for violence, I highly recommend people check this out. It is, you know, it's a movie about a, a renegade Santa Claus helping this family out by taking out a bunch of people who are holding them hostage at their house. Uh, like this rich family on their secluded compound. Uh, it's very cool. Um, David Harbour. It's um, David Harbour. David Harbour is the, uh, um, John Leguizamo is the John main Leguizamo. villain. John Leguizamo uh, getting some podcast airtime re- recently. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. He showed up. He showed up in the menu and now he's in this one. We, he we're was kind, great. There's kind of a mini John Leguizamo um, renaissance happening right now. Very there's happy about Legu- it. Leguizamo-sance. Leguizamo-sance. Oh, I love that word. That was really fun to say. Um, yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's good, and like it's it's just got really fun vibes. Like a lot of people have been comparing it to Die Hard or Home Alone. It definitely has that. It's it's explicitly referencing Home Alone at some points, uh, but it's you know, it's an R-rated movie. It's got top level violence, mm. um, lots of lots of dismemberments and broken bones and blood all over the place. Uh, it's got the Christmas vibes, but it's got strong action to it too. Right. Um, so, and, and it's just, it's just as silly as it needs to be. Like there are multiple times in the film. It's very clear that they're like, Hey, we want, we don't want to like get into how, why any of this is happening or how it works. Like 
let's just admit that this is awesome and move on and have fun. And like that, that's very much the vibe of this movie overall. And I like it. You know? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Santa Claus is magical in this movie. He's the real Santa Claus and he has magical powers. But at the same time, Santa can't be like all powerful or else he'd defeat the crooks immediately. So we have to kind of, kind of walk a little line and the film is very cheeky about being like, okay, we know that in like, this would never make any sense, but (laughs) wouldn't it be fun if it happened this way? And it is, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Okay. Okay. I definitely want to see it. I want to see it. There was a great crowd for our show too. I highly recommend seeing a theater because like everybody was roaring at all the funny parts and all the big action scenes, you know, people clapped at the end and everything. It was, it was a classic cinema experience. Right. It definitely seems like that kind of movie, the kind of movie you want to see on the big screen. Um, it looks, uh, it looks very good. I plan to see it. I plan to see it. Unfortunately, I haven't seen that much new recently, so I can't really, um, you know, we, we last recorded not long ago. I did watch Haute Tension, um, Ooh, yeah. uh, directed by Alexandre Aha. I don't know how you say his name. I don't know. It's French. Um, I don't know if he's French actually. Um, I, you know, that was good. It was very violent. I don't think lesbianism works the way this movie thinks lesbianism works. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a 2003 movie though. So, you yeah, know, like early 2000s take on lesbianism. Um, and yeah, I mean, but it was good. It was like enjoyable. I mean, it's early 2000s take on lesbianism by like a, a, a man. So, you know, questionable. Um, Mm -hmm. I did also watch catacombs, which was sort of like a, a like saw check off the list watch because the, it was produced by Greg Hoffman and Mark Berg and Oren Kuhls, um, who produced a lot of the, the saw franchise. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I was like, Oh, I should watch that. And also it's available at my local store and also, uh, my local video video rental store. Um, and also it stars Shannon Sossaman and pink, the very famous musician. Pink. Um, um, it was not good. And it's also a 2007 movie. So it came out midway through the saw movies and you can really feel like, like the <laughs> editing style has like saw vibes. It's like the, the very like flashy cuts with like all of that stuff is happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of Shannon Sossman running around through a dark tunnel, but like, cause it takes place in the Paris catacombs. Because it's called catacombs. Uh-huh. Um, and there's like a big twist at the end where when they reveal it, they have to like do flashbacks to show like, this is how that all worked out. And it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like got a lot of Saul influence, even though it's nowhere near as good as Saul. Um, yeah. But like, I also think it's very weird that Pink did this movie in 2007 because she was also, she was already very big. She was that huge was the in 2007. of her popularity. Yeah. yeah. She'd had like, um, get the party started or whatever had come out well before that, like well before that. So, cause that was like a middle school song for me. 2007 was like high school um, and like late high school at this point. So like, I have no idea why she did this movie, um, but she's in it and she's like a nasty character. And I don't mean like the villain or anything. She's just like, she's not a nice person. Um, uh-huh. Very strange choice. I don't know if it was like a personal favor to the production team or what. Um, I also watched a Christian propaganda film called rockets. Your decision about the evils of rock and roll. Um, that was 40 minutes. I checked it out from the movie rental store. Do not regret it, but I will say did not sway me. Um, I did like that. The, the, the boy turns away from rock and roll gives a sermon. And in that sermon, he can talk about 
injecting heroin and smoking a joint and drinking alcohol and and being possessed by demons but when it comes time to say the word sex he can't bring himself to do it um very 70s very 70s evangelical um, it's the anti-rock of ages it's well no that's part of why i watched it was um because i had rock of ages on the mind um he like name drops like <laughs> evil cr- evil bands that are going against christianity he's like and the eagles i'm like the fucking eagles <laughs> the fucking eagles I'm man like, i'm like they're like not like if i had to pick one band that i would like like they're like lowest on my list of bands I would think of as like representative of like rock being anti-Christian. I got to say like, they're just like yeah. not, you know, obviously they're not like a Christian band, but they're not like, they're very low key. Ex- exactly. Know. They're not like out there being like, like there are bands that are out there like talking about like having sex with demons. Like you could have talked about those and you didn't, um, but whatever. Um, I mean, they did, he did also talk about some of those, but it was just the Eagles was like one of the, the highlights. Um, I did in the Christmas period watch Three Wise Men and a Baby, which is a, a Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie from this year um, about three men who who are brothers who have to take in a random baby because people leave babies at fire departments. I guess um, unclear if that's actually reality, but in this movie, um, it was actually quite heartwarming. It was not good, but it was very fun. Um, like all of these movies, you know what I mean. Um, I will say that it, because it was about three brothers, like the romantic factor was like less of a pressing issue although all of them end up with a partner because god knows that you can't have of course of Um, course it's christmas maybe the main one the firefighter did not it's actually kind of unclear but it's like kind of implied that he does end up with like the mother of the baby um it's not totally clear but it's implied um so um yeah but otherwise it's like kind of like you know it's just one of those movies but it was like that was definitely like if you want to watch like a silly little like holiday comedy three wise men and a baby you could do worse um so yeah that's all i've been watching i haven't seen anything in theaters because i'm a a mess so okay yeah um the only other noteworthy thing i've seen recently was uh strange world the new disney animated movie um oh yeah i really want to see that yeah it it's really good i liked it a lot um it's unfortunately not doing very well at the box office um it seems like Disney just does not know what to do with its adventure movies when it does like an adventure themed uh, animated film. Like I mean, it's like the- Atlantis and Treasure Planet all over again. Yeah, I think that's interesting because there are lots of like um, less than positive uh, um, speculation about why they didn't uh, oh, properly yeah. um advertise this movie but i think it really is where i mean i i don't put it past disney to do something silly um i don't think disney i mean i have a lot of problems with disney i don't think disney would like produce a movie with like queer characters and non-white characters if they didn't believe in it and didn't want to like they like they just wouldn't have made the movie to begin with you'd be Um, shooting yourself in the foot exactly yeah if if they didn't want to if they if they they wouldn't make it just to not promote it you know, they, they just wouldn't do that. They, that's not, there's no, no incentive for them. However, they seem to not know how to, to really advertise any of their, like, like you say, adventure movies. Like, I mean, Atlantis is a big example, you know, all of these movies, they just don't really know what to do with them anymore. Um, it's interesting. I think that adventure movies are just kind of not in vogue the way they once were. So that's part of it. Um, but they, they, Disney really doesn't know what to do with these sorts of movies. Um, 
I would say I would go as far as to say Disney doesn't know what to do with most of its animated movies half the time anymore. Um, when they're not <laughs> Pixar, because if it's Pixar, you can throw the label like from the producers of Toy Story on anything and everybody's going to go see it. Um, Disney just doesn't really know what it's doing with some of these movies anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, if it's not like a Pixar type movie or a princess movie, they're a little, uh, they're a little lost on how to, how to sell those animated movies at this point. Um, yeah, no. but I do want to see it. I think it looks good. So it's, it's really good. Uh, the strange world that they journey to is really cool looking. Like there's some fantastic animation in this. Uh, I thought the story was really cool. I think that, you know, there's, there's an element of like, like, generational gaps and like, like how, how your parents influence you and how your parents, parents influence you and like ways of contending with, with the other generations that I thought was, was really well done in this movie that was like kind of complex and subtle and not just like one sided. Um, I also thought there was like a good environmentalist message to this. Um, it's kind of, you know, you don't really, you don't really figure it out till like the whole thing comes around, but it, it, it's got, it's got a nice message to it. Um, and just like the characters are really fun, likable. The voice cast is great. The animation, like I said, looks amazing. And as for the, the queer inclusion, I think, you know, we've been hearing a lot about it, how like every Disney movie has the first gay character in it. <laughs> This may actually be the one, like right here. Like there, Wait, there's a Jungle, gay. Jungle Cruise was pretty explicit, I thought. Jungle Cruise, but but like we talked about this, how they they made it like one scene in Jungle Cruise, and then like the rest of the movie like did not like only barely hinted at it. Oh, true. Yeah, I mean they didn't like linger on it or anything. They but made it. Was, it they... it was unlike some other movies, like kind of like clear what they were saying, but they didn't yeah. say like the word gay, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. They, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess they don't explicitly say gay in this movie either, but if but he, they do, I mean, if the character says they're attracted to somebody of a, you know, yeah, like, it can be, <laughs> they do have a male character who is actively pursuing another male character in this movie. Right. That's clear. Uh, enough. You don't have to say he, the word gay for that to be. Clear. Yeah. He talks about his interests multiple times throughout the film. And that like, it's, it's a, a significant subplot. It's part of his character. How like you know he's a teenager he's he's got his first crush and he's trying to figure that out um and you know his his family is all very supportive about it and don't want to give away the ending but you know it, it does more than just hint at the possibility of a gay character which i i thought was nice uh of course there's people who are claiming that this is the reason that the movie is failing because disney has gone woke but I think that it has a lot more to do with the way this movie is marketed and just the general interest or disinterest in the adventure themed animated films than just one character's personality and characterization. I think people also like underestimate how difficult it is right now for a lot of movies to do well. Like, yeah, I mean, you just had a big, I mean, lots of movies are not doing well right now. <laughs> um it's you know it's it's not unusual for a movie that doesn't have like an existing ip to do poorly like it, that's just yeah, how it yeah. is right it's, now it's an original film that's not based on anything and also like it 
like the the effects of the pandemic are still out there. I think uh, movie fact, going cases are not in a good spot right now. Things are not great right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We don't want to. We don't talk about it anymore as a culture, <laughs> but uh, things are not good. So you know, uh, I think movie going habits are still you know have still not come back to pre pandemic levels, and especially family oriented movies are affected by that. If you look at the movies that are really knocking it out of the park these days, it's like R-rated movies, horror movies, big action movies, stuff like the kind of stuff that brings out adults and teenagers. Right. I I think people are still not taking their kids to the movies, especially something like this when you know it's going to be on Disney Plus in a month. Um, I don't think people are taking their kids to the movies, and hopefully, once it hits streaming, it'll do better. I mean, I would. I love seeing anything in a theater. If I had to prioritize what I want to see in a theater, an animated movie is at the bottom of my list. I mean, I just, I'd much rather see like big budget action, live action movies, horror mm-hmm. movies in a theater first. The, the the sorts of movies where either you want to see it on a really big screen or like it's just better in a an environment where it's dark and you have to pay attention. Um, yeah. An animated movie is generally totally fine on the size of TV you have in your living room. Like, right. So yeah. people are not prioritizing this in a movie theater and why would they? So I, I, I hate it, but I, you know, I think people have to face up to that reality. Yeah. Cause I don't know yeah. that we're ever going back from that at this point. I mean, maybe not. I mean, it's been like you know. three years now people, it'll be, have been three years in March. So people's lifestyles are kind of permanently changed at that point, I think. Um, yeah, and I do think that trends were already heading this way before the pandemic, and that has exactly. just more solidified everybody's choices right. to stay away from the theaters if they are the ones to do that. There um, is evidence that certain types of movies can still do really well. It's just you have to be careful about marketing and what the movie is. So, um, yeah, you know. So yeah, but it does suck that it's not doing well because there is a very real chance that people will take certain elements of the movie to mean that those elements can't do well as a movie. Um, there, there right. That is a reality and that does suck. I just think the, the very cynical take of people are doing this on purpose because they think the queer element can't do well is, is misguided. They just wouldn't have made the movie if they thought that element couldn't do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think, I don't think Disney would do that just yeah. so they spend a couple hundred million dollars in multiple years of production just so they could finally wash their hands of the whole queer element. It, it doesn't uh, benefit them in any way to do that. I don't think, I don't think they'd get away with that either. Like, I don't think people would just be like, oh well, you know, they didn't make money on that one movie, so it's okay if they never have a gay character again. Well, that's like, what I mean. I say it doesn't benefit them. There's no. Yeah. It would do it, and then people would still say, why is every character... You know, there'd be no... It wouldn't give them any sort of win. So what, what's the the real purpose for that? So, Yeah. But anyway, it's a fun movie. I highly recommend it to, you know, anyone who loves animated features or adventure movies. It's got a lot going for it. Great animation, fun characters, great sense of adventure. Um... And some fun animal sidekicks, which we always love in a Disney movie. All right. Well, because it's animated, I'm okay with it. Even though normally animal sidekicks are my least favorite element of a movie. But you gotta have 
in the in an animated movie, you gotta have it. It's a Disney movie. There's yeah. There's a three-legged dog in this movie. That's cute. And there's and there's like a splat-shaped character called. Oh splat. yeah, I've seen that in the trailers. Yeah, the splat. <laughs> Who is absolutely hilarious, and he feels like he got like drawn out of like a Pixar movie or something. He's got like that sort of vibe to him. Yeah, I was gonna say when yeah. I saw the trailer, my only thought was like that is the character who's meant to be cute to sell toys. <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting yeah. that that doesn't seem to be an angle they're going with here. Um, no, I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I do yeah, want to see yeah, it. I, I plan to see it. I've been hearing that, like, I mean, I can't say that I've been following up on it personally too much, but I've been hearing that there's a distinct lack of uh, Strange World merch at like the parks and stuff these days, where usually they'll they'll try to push that stuff when a big movie comes out. Um, so I don't know. It it seems like Disney is kind of giving up on this one and maybe hoping to recoup its losses in. Uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, hey Disney. I'm hoping they can at we'll, least do we'll that. talk it up. Um if you if you uh <laughs> bring us to the parks. You yeah, you got to the buzzed on movie bump is worth quite a bit, yeah. you know. I mean, I will push hard. I will I will tweet a lot. I will do what I have to do. Uh, if I get a free trip to the parks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As I've said before, we're totally willing to sell out. It just all depends. Who gets there first? Yeah. Uh, so I have my yeah. limits. I would sell out up. to Disney, though. I would definitely do that. I have one. With that on, with that in mind, you can you can reach out to us at <laughs> buzzonmovies at gmail or reach out to us on Twitter at buzzonmovies. If you're uh, you're a wealthy uh, production company or studio, uh, Disney, you just change CEOs. So. Yeah, oh, we have to talk about that. I wanted to talk about this on the last episode, but we've we've had a Bob change. We've um, had a Bob change. Really, yeah, really appreciate this. That. Is this is the biggest bit of movie news recently? Uh, Bob Chapek is out at Disney, and you'll never crazy, guess who's in. Craziest of all, they brought back Bob Iger, the previous CEO. Who saw that coming? They sure did. I mean, they sure did. A very funny choice, I will say. Um, just like for the memes, you know, the memes, the memes about that. It's just great. It's great. We we're we're coming full circle in the Disney world. Uh, the Disney world. Um, I did like that Bob Iger. Like this announcement came out, and people were like, "Make it cheaper to go to the parks." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> like, like, yeah, we all want that. If we could, all, the, yeah. I don't I think wish that would happen. I don't think I that's his priority, gonna... but thanks. Have fun with that that pleading. Um, yeah, um, it definitely, based on a number of things, it's been seeming for a while that Disney desperately needed to do something to right the ship, um, and that it, it's very interesting that they like it's apparently been so bad that they've gone back to the previous CEO, like. They're not even like, oh, we'll take some time. We'll find somebody new. Like they're like, no, we need emergency break glass. <laughs> We've got Bob Iger under glass. This like, is exactly like in like teen dramas, circa like 2007, when it's like season three, and they're like, you know who we need to help us in this situation, and they go back to like the villain from season one. It's like the the evil vampire who tried to drain their blood. Everybody's in like <laughs> season one, and they're like, let's bring them back. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Um, yeah. Like Marvel, Marvel, when a Marvel movie's like, we need to, when Thor's like, there's only one person who can help us now, Loki. All right. Loki <laughs> tried to kill you, but like, yeah, I get it. Um, 
Well, Bob Iger, Bob Iger's not the worst Disney. No, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. No, I don't mean to apply. He's that. he's he's a he's a complicated figure for me. He's ushered in some of the the trends that have made Disney less appealing to me in some aspects of the years. Uh, you know, but you can't argue with some of his results. I mean, acquiring Star Wars and Marvel were great business moves. They've just they've kind of taken over the whole company. Um, but you know, I, I think this is a net positive. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward with just about everything in the Disney company. Um, and he's supposed to only be on for a limited time. Um, we'll see how that goes, but presumably they're looking for somebody to take over permanently as well. I like that he was willing to take over for a permanent time. It's kind of like self-cuckolding he's just like yeah i'm gonna gonna do this for a little bit (laughs) but i know my time's limited well he's coming out of retirement you know uh he he's there have been a number of times over the years that he was supposed to yeah yeah he he was supposed to retire like multiple times and he kept extending it then he finally did retire and bob chapek took over and now that's been a disaster so he's come back again it's like you know he, he is pulling a brady here he he feels like he's got one more Super Bowl in him, and we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm we'll see what it best. is. He's going to acquire something absolutely heinous, something that I really wish some some property. He's going to take over. It's going to be like fucking. We wake up in like six months, and he's acquired the Harry Potter universe or something, and I'm just going <laughs> to like want to like shoot myself in the foot. Oh god. Like, um, well, people were saying that like one of his first moves was going to be selling the company to Apple, and that would have been a absolute nightmare yeah that would um, be bad that would just be bad i don't think <laughs> but he is he is specifically come out to deny those rumors um i mean like well, anything in business really based on anything i mean i'm glad that yeah. he came out to deny them that was just like people that was just like internet people speculating about things like yeah and getting mad about things that there was nothing you know the, the internet loves to do that they like make up something and they get mad about that something that they made up <laughs> i'm like there's no evidence that that's going to happen what are you talking about um that's that's like half of what the internet does yeah but it's very fun you know very fun to be online um but you know not saying it could never happen but i'm glad that at least for now we've gotten confirmation that that's not what's going on i do think that would be Uh, bad that would be that would be objective that would just be a bad time i don't think bob Iger's the kind of person to like just come in to sell the company to another company i mean you know he he came in originally to as part of fighting off outside takeovers. I think he is dedicated to the idea of Disney being an independent company. He talks about it in his book, Ride of a Lifetime, which I have read. Of course you have. <laughs> enough. Yeah. Um, These are the kind of books I choose to read. I but, love um, I love the idea. I mean, I know it is, but I love I just love the idea of calling Disney an independent company because the word independent means like something in the cultural yeah. lexicon now it's like like a like a small thing but like disney you know disney is they're a massive corporation they're one of the biggest media companies in the world but uh they don't want to be just another subsidiary of an even bigger company um, especially not of a company that's not like known for like i mean apple is not saying apple doesn't have any creative output but apple isn't known for like being like a creative studio force like it's not it's not the same it, yeah it's like a it's a very different type of company um, they've had a close relationship with Apple absolutely, over the years, yeah, which yeah. is definitely part of where those rumors are coming from. But 
I think if there was ever a time when that would have happened, it would have been while Steve Jobs was still alive. But also, um, like, there's a reason you can have those sorts of close relationships when you are companies doing very different things. Um, <laughs> you know, like D- Disney and Apple do different things. Nobody thinks of them in the same breath, really. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's a little, I don't know. It, it's just different. Um, so, don't know. But it, it, that would suck. That would have been a sucky decision. So I don't want that to happen. So. Yeah, I don't think there's any world in which that ends up being a net good. Yeah, that's just I, I'm for far less media consolidation than there already is. So, oh uh, yeah, I mean it's that, already bad enough. So I'm already worried Disney, you know, Bob Iger is going to make Disney take over some other smaller company. I don't, I don't know what yet, but like something, like something seems, you know, what else, you know, he's not coming in to do nothing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he takes over Disney. DC and suddenly it's like DC and Marvel are in the same fucking studio and we're all like in hell. <laughs> we're going to get Disney Warner Brothers Discovery Plus. Um, he takes over HBO and like it's like Disney. You get a Game of Thrones world at fucking Disney. Um, well, they're trying. They're they're merging HBO Max and Discovery Plus now. And yep. they're saying, I I don't know how real this is, but at least there's talk that... <laughs> The new service will be called just Max. Yeah, I, I like. Why would you do that? Like, you're taking that's not either brand. No, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. You're taking both like Discovery and HBO, which are two very recognizable brands, and just doing away with them entirely, and just being like Max. Max. It's the most generic that's word. The, that's you can the reason think I, of. you know, like HBO, HBO and Discovery, they're not managing the situation very well, which is upsetting because they're two generally of the better streamers that are out there and so it's like you can't just manage oh, this yeah. situation better and like not be so shitty like but they're they're just oh yeah i'm i'm gonna be heartbroken if they end up fucking up hbo max because i love hbo max. yeah it's a great it's been, great platform there's it's great got, stuff on there you know the best original content the best selection of like art house and old movies well get ready like, for the disneyification of hbo when oh disney buys hbo <laughs> um somehow somehow i i would love to go to fucking epcot and one of the the fucking countries is westeros but you know perfect <laughs> That would be they. They should just build a whole Westeros park if they end up doing that. Oh my god, that'd but be fucking nuts. That would be wild. Uh, that would be very not family friendly. You'd have to like check ID at the at the end. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, uh, well that's that's the part of the show where we pretend to know what's going on in this crazy industry, and uh, yeah, that that's what's been happening recently. That is what's been happening. You're so right. Good, good. Call. And that's the way the news goes. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, yeah. So until next time, you can find us on all major platforms. You know, the big ones: Spotify, Google, Apple. Oh, um, and <laughs> Disney you know, doesn't have their own platform, so we can't call but, them out here. Sorry, but. If only we're on we were on Disney Plus. If we had a, if we had a Disney podcast platform, we'd call it out big time right here. Hint oh, hint yeah. Disney. Just so you know. Um and yes, buzzdownmovies at gmail.com, at buzzdownmovies on Twitter. And you know, this time of year, we want to hear 
what you're watching to get into the holiday spirit. Yeah. What, if you're watching you in the holly jolly mood, are you watching the rom-coms? Are you watching the crazy stuff like violent night? What is it that gets your holiday motor going? Room for room. And what really pulls your one horse open sleigh? That's what we want. <laughs> what is pulling that sleigh? Um, and until next time, we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies. Or at that ski lodge that's at the bottom of the mountain. Not the one at the top of the mountain. Don't go there. The one at the bottom of the mountain. Cute. Yeah, I know. Woodsy. Lots of Christmas decor. Trotty Mouth runs it. Can't miss it. <laughs> we'll see you there. See you there. <laughs>